Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Our guest on today's episode of Our Hockey Life is the one and only Emily Bufflin. This proud mom of three and homeschool pro opens up with us about a pretty tough year for her and the couple's hockey journey. Her husband is 2010 Chicago Blackhawk, Stanley Cup champion, and NHL veteran, Dustin Bufflin. We are honored that she is joining us to share her life and her coveted perspective. Hi. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for coming to hang with us. Of course. It's kind of fun to meet a new friend during this crazy time because nobody's really meeting new friends right now. Exactly. No, definitely no new friends in my life. No. <laughs> I've no. had all the FaceTimes and Zooms with like my friends and we all have nothing else to say. So it's really nice to be on with somebody <laughs> new. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're all what are you guys up to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, I just stared at you in your bedroom yesterday for an hour. Exactly. Again. So we're adding variety. Bridge and I get all this new variety. And it's I know. We get, exactly. And we get to introduce you to the rest of the listeners. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Where are you guys right now? We are in Winnipeg. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that home base? Uh, well, Minneapolis is, but since we were up here for hockey and Kira was in school, now we're just kind of hanging out here and we're doing renovations on our house in Minneapolis, so we can't go back anyway. So uh, we're just here. Yeah. Okay. Is it and, snowing there like it is here? Um, it has snowed every day for the past like four or five days. <laughs> Today it's cold, but it's, it's sunny. Thank God. Yeah. So, beautiful. It seems to help when the sky's blue, at least. Yes, yeah. it makes me feel a little happier. I feel like I can't even comment. It's like, we're in yeah. Arizona, so... Yeah, please don't. Hopefully not too much longer. How are you guys holding up? We're good. I mean, I'm so busy with the kids that I feel like at least there's that. We're homeschooling. And I have the three, so they keep me very busy. You can hear the one in the background right now. Hopefully it warms up so I can kick the kids outside for a while, but... <laughs> And you had told us that you home, you were homeschooled too up until you were what fourteen or fifteen? Yeah, till I was thirteen. I um, we grew up in such a small community that my mom homeschooled the three of us. So it's where nothing you, new to me. Yeah, and where did you grow up? Yeah, it's called Manson Creek in British Columbia. Where is it close to? Like what? So, um, it's like five hours north of Prince George. Okay. My husband's from Prince George. So what was the industry up there? Like, was your family just... Um, gold mining. So my, oh. my dad originally went up to gold mine and he took my mom up there just for a summer and then they never left. And they've been there for like 38, God, probably close to 40 years now. Wow. <laughs> okay. How cool is that? Gold mining up there. That sounds so Klondike. It sounds... Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, there was like an original trading post up there. There's not really a downtown, but there's like old buildings, trading posts. It's kind of cool. It's like a heritage site. Yeah. I know you go, like the life of a gold miner. What does that look like? It, <laughs> all I have is like a Disney movie in my head know, where they go no, in the shaft, they go down you into the mountain. To, no, there's like huge gravel pits and huge machinery. And it's, it's crazy like how, how massive these mines are. But he would just go to work every day and dig up dirt and put it through the, I can't even remember what it's called anymore some kind of sluice box. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then they'd, I mean, some years would be good finding gold and some years wouldn't. It was, it was fun though. We'd walk up to the mines and take them lunch and go for rides in the excavators and loaders. And, you know, we used to go with them. I, I thought it was so fun to go. No but, doubt. So did you just grow up living like such a simple life then? Yes. We didn't have electricity. We were homeschooled. We ended up getting um, TV when we got a generator or whatever else, but we used to just have propane lights and a radio. 
I love it. Wow. Like I, I grew up in like a small town, but I remember like, yeah, there's no escalators at any buildings in right. like, my hometown. So it's like the, I remember like the first time I got in an escalator in the big city and I was, right. I was bawling because I was like, I what is this? Like, I know. Um, like Sam Wheeler, my friend always makes fun of me because I told her when we would drive into Prince George, we would chant power lines because we were so excited that we saw power lines <laughs> and that we're close to a city. <laughs> That is wild. <laughs> yeah, like we literally grew up in the middle of nowhere. So, but were you? Was were any of you born up there, or like your um, parents? I was up born. Kids? No, I was born in Fort St. James, which is um, a reservation, like two hours from there. Okay. So, I was born closest. I can't remember. I think my brother and sister were either like Prince George or. There were no kids when your parents moved up there. They knew that they were going to live in. This so, my mom was pregnant with my brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then my dad ended up building a house up there by himself or he had help from my, from my cousin, I think. And so that was just supposed to be their summer going to gold mine kind of thing. And Uh, then they just moved on up. They loved it. Hey, that's so cute. Yeah. That's so cool. That's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, if I put myself in that position and Ray and I move somewhere, we don't have kids and it's so remote that I know I have to homeschool. I'm not sure I'd make that decision. (laughs) No, my dad was more for it than my mom. I think she was forced into it at first and now she loves it. But yeah, it's definitely a different kind of situation. (laughs) I don't know. I think it sounds like kind of magical. You know, I think it's really cool. I mean, it's all you know, you grew up that way. But did you feel like, so why then, where did you go to school in like after you were So once we got through grade eight, my sister and I were like, that's it. We want to go to high school. So um, my mom we rented a house in Prince George. And so we went to high school from grade nine to 12. Okay. And then my dad still worked up there. So he would commute back and forth. And so once we graduated high school, my mom moved back up there with him and my sister and I went to college and rented an apartment together. Okay. Okay. So do you know any other of the, there's quite a few girls that, I mean, I shouldn't say quite a few, but there's a couple of girls that have come out of Prince Um, George and ended up in the NHL. Yeah. I knew Maggie. Okay. And then there's, Becca Brewer. Yeah, I never knew her, but I knew she was from there. Yeah, Georges. And Chrissy Fiddler. Yeah. So I met Dustin in Prince George. He was playing WHL there. Okay, I feel like that's however. Yeah, 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 he played for the Cougars. So he was friends with my friend, Elisa, and she brought him over to our apartment one night. We were having a party, and then that's how I met him. Okay, okay. And I think he was only 16 at the time. or Yeah, 16, and I was 17, so... (laughs) So then how did the flirt go? So like he, he really tried hard. He knew that I had a boyfriend at the time. So he would come. I worked at Boston Pizza as a server, and he would come into Boston Pizza and just not leave my section. He would just <laughs> sit there. And I would literally be getting in trouble, and I'd be like, you have to leave. I'd give him free beer and try to kick him out of there. <laughs> you're like, to a minor? <laughs> yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Boston Pizza. <laughs> He's like, out. Yes, I busted. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, he just—he was persistent. That one. So then I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend at the time, and he—he he found out. So he added me on MSN Messenger, and we started oh, chatting. On the days, okay. the good old days. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't really want to date him. He's American, and he plays hockey, and I can't deal with it, type of thing. And then he just did not leave me alone. I think we had another movie night, and we watched Anchorman. And then he, we just started hanging out all the time. And then it just, that was it. And that was it. Nice. That was it. So who yeah. planted this, the first smooch? Who made the first move? Uh, it was definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> the, he, he tried to do a lot of things first, but I was like, uh, let's just calm down here. <laughs> back up, buddy. Yeah, so where is, you, need, you need to back up. You said he's American. Where is he from? He's from Minnesota. Oh, okay. So that's why that's home base. Yeah, so we have our house down there that we we um, have for the summers. So okay, he's, he would rather be in Minnesota than Canada, yeah. and I'm the opposite. But uh, you know, well, well, you don't have to make that final decision quite yet, do you? Well, sort of, probably soon. soonish. Yeah, yeah. soonish. Um, and then, so he played junior just in Prince George. Did he stay there? He he started in Brandon, and then he was only there for a couple months, I think, and he got traded to Prince George. Okay. And then from Prince George, he went to the AHL. And what team? He played for Norfolk. Oh, okay. Oh, Jason played there. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Little spot. Yeah. I loved Virginia beach. We lived right on the beach in those little apartments. Like all the guys lived in the same apartment building. Yeah. And it was really fun. That was Chicago's farm team back. Yeah. Before Rockford, it was, it was Norfolk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then where did you go to college? Um, I went to college in Prince George and then I put that on hold. I went with him back and forth to Virginia beach. And then I went to, um, Roosevelt university university in Chicago. Okay. And what were you studying? I, uh, teaching. Okay. Yeah. So I minored in, what was it? History majored in psychology. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, but then I, we got traded from Chicago. So I went to Georgia state for a year. Uh, he got traded to Atlanta so oh. that was a huge difference for me, which is a huge school. Yeah. And then the team got moved from Atlanta to Winnipeg. And so I haven't, I transferred so many times and lost so many classes that I'm just kind of waiting to go back to the States. I'm really close to finishing. So I'm like, yeah. hopefully I can get it done. Yeah. But yeah. Well, good for you. At this point, it's just to like, finally just check off that box. Well, at this point, I just want to get my degree. I don't know. Yeah. If I'll, I was like, maybe I'll be a, a, like a substitute teacher. <laughs> I don't right. know. And Good so idea. like when you were growing up though, like, I mean, you didn't play sports, but you guys were pretty outdoorsy growing up. Like you guys. You yeah. Know? We, um, we went hunting, fishing. We had outdoor ponds we'd skate on. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of hiking. We lived in the mountains. So um, I spent most of my time outdoors. I was a huge tomboy with my brother. We had dirt Which bikes I, I and three-wheelers yeah. and four-wheelers and whatever else. So, yeah. Right. Sorry. I spent all my time outside, too, and I love that. So, like, I love that you you grew up that way. I think it's... Yeah, I love it. it. It's such a good... I don't know. I think it just gives you such a good outlook on life and, like, just wanting to be outside and hunting and fishing yeah. for your own food is just an experience that people just don't really understand, like, right. survive. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the reasons Dustin was so intrigued with me because he's such a hillbilly <laughs> that he could not believe that I grew up more hillbilly than he did. <laughs> I was gonna, so, I wasn't gonna use the word hillbilly, but I was gonna say I wonder if that I was part of the attraction because he's American and I call myself a hillbilly. <laughs> okay, in my mind. Yeah, but it is pretty cool when you have like this hot chick who happens to be an outdoor badass. <laughs> totally. yeah, he was very excited. So when I, I the first time he came up to my parents, he was like. Um, where are we going? Because this was like hour three on the gravel road. And he was like, okay. Yeah. He's like, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know so how it ends. You. Yeah. Dad with the shotgun at the end of the gravel tree. Yeah. I was waiting for him. Like a no American movie. hockey player coming near my daughter. <laughs> oh, it's funny though, because he came up there one summer and literally there's like 25 people that live in that town, right? It's the middle of nowhere. You rarely see anybody. And we went fishing like even farther up north, an hour past Manson Creek to Germanson Lake. And he was standing in the middle of nowhere on this culvert fishing. And this truck drove by and backed up. And they're like, buff? And he was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He's like, <laughs> and he was like, no. Oh like, my hilarious. God. Hilarious. Yeah, he like, couldn't how- get away. You're gonna get away. That's wild. Right when you think you're yeah. fine with just. Yeah, that's why he was like, I love coming up here. Like, no one cares who I am. And like, do whatever I want. Then he was like, oh no. <laughs> Suddenly he's signing autographs, posing for photos. Yeah. This guy's like, come to our cabin tonight. We'll drink beer. He was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So where was your, um, where was your favorite city that you guys, that you've lived? Cause you've been there the entire journey. Pre-kids was Chicago. We both loved Chicago. It was so yeah. fun there. And the team, when we played, we were all really young and not a lot of us had kids. So it was, we were all super close and it was just, it was amazing there. I still love Chicago. I love going I there. Love it. It's such a cool city. And you guys won the yeah. cup there in 2010. Is that correct? We did. Yeah. Awesome. So how many we years did. were you there? Um, I think we got, I think we we're on our sixth year when we got traded okay. five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a tough pill to swallow for me. I, I bet. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I, the longer you are somewhere, the harder it is to leave. Well, somewhere. right. And just when you love it so much there too, mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no way, no way. And of oh. course I was like, where, I was like, Atlanta, does he even have a hockey team? I remember saying that and he was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I know. Like, oh. I know it's, it's bittersweet, but 
yeah, Chicago's a great city. And, and then when you it, win in that city, there's even more of your heart. Oh my God. Is. Yeah. It was what, and we got traded that summer that we won. So it oh, was wow. a little bit of a shock. Yeah. And we had, we had gone to Arizona get to get out of the city just cause it was so crazy there. We needed a break. And then we found out through like a media report on our phones that we got traded before the team could even contact oh, us. Geez. So I was like, oh, no way. That can't be true. And then it was like, yeah. Oh, crap. That was so it. That's well, always yeah. your favorite when people find out that way. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, there was like, I think some media, I can't remember who it was, but they called Dustin's phone and left a message. And they're like, oh, we just want, we want uh, your opinion on getting traded to Atlanta. And he looked at me. He was like, what? <laughs> I <was> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I so, wish there was some sort of grace period though, because it's so impersonal. Like, like, I don't know. Well, right. It's like you're getting, I mean, obviously it's a transfer, but I almost feel like you're getting fired from your job, but you heard from your fucking uncles. Well, that and that's the thing, a hundred percent. It's almost like, and I said the same thing and Dustin's like, no, it's a business. That's I, how it is. It is. And I was like, okay. Well. It is, but still, typically you walk into your boss's office and he's like, listen, we're going to move you yeah. to somewhere else. But it's right. just, hockey is not like that, but you still like, yeah. accept. You, I mean, I know, I, even like now, I am so happy that we got traded to Atlanta and the team got moved back up to Canada because I love being in Canada. Yeah. And to yeah. raise the kids here has been amazing. So it all worked out. Yeah. At the time, I was absolutely devastated. I cried every day for months. <laughs> Very Aww. dramatic. I couldn't, yeah. It was well, just the worst thing to it's me. So, I always find it so weird, though. Like, when I did Jason's um, video highlight reel for his retirement, and there was a game against Atlanta, and I was like, whoa, it's so weird to, like, see those jerseys. It just, yes, even to see the old cards of Dustin in that jersey, I'm like, oh, my God, I almost forgot weird. about it. I know. We're only there for one season, but it's like... Yeah, it's so weird to think that there is this team. And yeah, is it I know. Well, no one went. It was just all college football. Like it was wild down there, and mm. and NFL. But there was literally no people at those games. There were like the diehard fans that were there, but yeah. kind I of sit wherever you wanted to. How many... Like coming from Chicago to there was a yep. huge. Oh yeah, that's huge difference. <laughs> Especially when when you've just won. Add on winning. Yeah, and Chicago hadn't won for a while, had they? When you guys were there? no, it was it was a long time. So that was a huge. That was a crazy celebration. I'm yeah. glad I made it out alive. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy year. Do you stay in touch with um, many of those? I do stay in touch with quite a few. I mean, mostly over social media. I feel yeah. like I don't have Facebook, so I kind of am out of the loop with that. So honestly, like Instagram messaging, I do message with a few of the girls still, but it is mostly social media, which yeah. is nice. I mean, you can see what they're doing. So, right. Well, yeah. we just missed, well, we missed you guys in Chicago. Jason was only there for a little bit too, but yeah, like a few other, like Abby and I um, love Abby. Oh, oh my gosh. She's so cute. She's the sweetest person alive. Yeah. yeah. It was a good crew in, in Chicago. So it would. Definitely yeah. And I feel like since I left a few of the guys, um, and their girlfriends or wives split. So there are, I think there's quite a few new girls though. It's kind of, I don't know many people there anymore. Oh, it happens pretty quickly, doesn't it? It's kind of wild. You think that you've, you'll have these extended ties for a long time on a team, at least like beyond three, you know, two years, three, but sometimes right. in just a couple of years, not only like you just said, like not only are the people moving to other cities, but then there's breakups and then you're like, shit. Well, right. And then you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, th th that was the what we only have been traded once. And that was from Chicago to Atlanta. And then the team moving up here was kind of just a, just yeah. a move. But yeah. yeah, I know. So crazy. And then what year did you guys get married? 2014. Was it? Okay. And where, where, where did you guys get married? We got married in Minneapolis. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Was it of a big course. wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bufflin family, they all live in Roseau in Minnesota. And they, they pretty much all live in the same city. And there's a, a million of them. So, you know, <laughs> even if you invite one Bufflin, like all the Bufflin, right? You can't not invite all of them. So the wedding was pretty much the Bufflin party. <laughs> I have a small family. So, um, and my auntie was sick and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't have a ton of family at the wedding, yeah. but it was fun. Cause I love the Bufflins and they all know how to party. We ran out of booze. Oh God. Good sign. Yeah. A great party. <laughs> it was, it was a good party. They, yeah. they're great. They're great people to party with. <laughs> so you guys were together for, what did you say? 15 years before for like 14 or 15 years. Yeah. yeah before we, we got married. We had Kira too in the, in that time. So yeah. 
And was, I wasn't uh, in a hurry. I no. just was kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. That I just wanted the too. engagement ring, though. Oh my god, I was the same way, and I felt so no, shallow. But, but I was I like, like <laughs> we didn't have to get married. I just want an engagement ring. Same yeah. here. We, we, had like, had rider rider we had rider we before we got married. For- like two or three years. I didn't care. I was like, yay, after I got it. <laughs> I know. We had Ryder before we got married, but I was like, I don't really care if we get married. Yeah. I just wanted like a ring that you picked out. Yes. That was the same. That was the exact same with us. I was like, what the hell? We're the only, I'm the only one that doesn't have a ring. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you said it. Cause you know I don't what? know when I can say it. I'm just, and you know, you know what? For us though, like we were together for six years and then got engaged and then we're engaged for three years. But I think for me, it wasn't even so much that I wanted the ring. I just wanted, cause I wasn't ready to get married even at the six year point. When he asked me, I was right. like, um, okay. uh. well, I mean, you know, I knew I loved him, but just, you know, like I just wasn't sure if the timing was right anyways, but right. Um, I, I just kind of wanted that different level of commitment. I wanted to know that there was a different level of commitment. It felt that. Yeah. I agree with that one too. Wanted him and, to lock it down. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> nice. it was nice to have the little rock. Always nice, right? But it's an added bonus, exactly. So then you waited another couple years. So I I, see, I like that too because I think it was two or three years. Yeah, yeah, assume that we're all dying to get married. We're not necessarily, no, I was not dying to get married. No, I I mean, I no, I wasn't either. I'm not a good planner, so I just was kind of like, oh. I have to do this wedding. I know (laughs) my wedding being amazing, and I loved it, but yeah, I just I was never super. I know my, wedding, to be my wedding planner loved me because I was like, yeah, whatever. She's like this, like, or this, or oh, this, same. Like, whatever. I know. And then when like, she had me make a decision, I was like, uh, like yeah. I just wanted her to yeah. do it all. You're like, you're like, let me call a friend. I picked the first, I picked the first invitation they showed me. They're like, we have like 500 Perfect. other ones. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's don't bother. Yeah. Great. Here we are. I think, I oh. think part of it for me is that I just, um, I love to look forward to things. Like I used to, I was the kid that cried like on my birthday because I didn't want my birthday to be over. So Aww. I look like, I love looking forward to things. And then when it's over, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah. So that I was think, me with Christmas as a child. Yeah, me too. So I think yeah. I'm wondering if a little bit of that was still in with, with, that was uh, me at wedding. noon today for my cocktail. <laughs> you guys, I think it's a week-long to. break. A week-long break of not drinking because I was averaging a bottle of wine per day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to stop. I like, know. I'm out of control. I'd go on house party and call all my friends and family, and then we just sit there drinking together. And I was yeah. like, this isn't good. Yeah. No. I, so you're on a week? I'm right a week a week yesterday. Ooh, that's I'm trying to make it to the weekend and then yeah. just do like a Friday or Saturday house party. People are yeah. like, where are you? And I'm like, I can't talk to you without drinking wine. And yeah. I'm not calling you until I'm, I'm, I'm finished my detox. Yes. I'm, I'm oh. proud of you because I, so far I've only done two days in a row yeah, except for this hard. week. So Sunday I had like mimosas. And so now I'm like, I've been sober since Monday. Yeah. And I mean, I feel very accomplished, but oh, I was like, yeah. since I have to get up, I get up and do a 7am workout in the morning. So if I'm drinking the night before and I feel like shit, when I wake up, I'm like, damn it. I should yeah, like, I just, yeah, yeah. Like I blew it. Um, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of wine, can you please tell us about winos? The winos. Yes. That's, we, uh, actually when the lads still played in Winnipeg, Brandy. Oh, we played with them. We were with them too. Oh God. I love Brandy. She we were with them the summer they married. They, uh, we won the cup with, um, him and then they met, they met through the wards and then oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. We were all together in Carolina. That's right. Oh my gosh. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Fun. I love them, but she, there's not a ton to do in Winnipeg. So, um, and this was pre all of us having kids kind of thing. So we were like, ah, what, what is there to do? And Brandon's like, I know we should, we should all play on a rec hockey league. And I mean, yeah, there's a few girls who had played college hockey or some sort of hockey, yeah. <laughs> but the majority of us had never played hockey. Mm-hmm. So we were absolutely terrible. Like oh I, I would skate out to <laughs> the face-off and I would just skate in little circles until I stopped because I couldn't stop. And most of the girls <laughs> we were playing against were like full out hockey players, like played in high school, grew up playing. So we were, we were it was embarrassing. I we know. all wore like, um, our husband's numbers. And Dustin came to one of my first games and he was like, you have to change your number until you get better. And I was like, that is so mean. Oh my God. What is third? What? How dare you? Oh my God. So then uh, Brittany Little and I, we ended up taking lessons twice a week 
for that year and the next year, I think. And then we did once a week for the next, like, I think we did them for five years. Good for you. So now I can stop on both sides. I scored a few goals. Awesome. Oh, look at you. I know. I know. We actually won our little championship last year. Oh, congrats. How many teams are in that? Um, how I mean, there's quite a few. I can't remember how many we play exactly, but God, it's got to be like, it's a big, it's a big league, like a big rec league. That's, That's so impressive. fun. All Good women or is it co-ed too? Yeah, no, player? this is, this is all women. Okay. Yeah. So was yeah. Brandy Ladd a hockey player? No, was but she, she like- was good. She, yeah. she, she said she wasn't good, but she could skate and she was good. Was she taking secret lessons? She probably was. I'm not telling you this. <laughs> like, oh, you guys take lessons? Weird. Well, the best part is when we started taking lessons at the rink here, our coach, Jarrett, I love him. He's so funny. But he, he was like, honestly, you guys, we used to make fun of you after you left because you were so bad. And we had to do like the 10-year-old skating lessons with you. <laughs> like, this is, this is how you skate. And now you have to turn to stop. And we'd just be falling everywhere. And, like, oh. You know what? Oh. They must have had so much fun, though, just knowing that your guys were who they were. That just would, I'm sure they had a riot with you. Oh, my gosh. No, he loved it. It was the, it was the best. Yeah. So we, we ended up doing a CBC documentary, actually, um, a few of the wives here. And that was, like, kind of the main focus was us playing on this wine team. So awesome. it, was, <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. That's incredible. Speaking of, what's, that, uh, what's the documentary called? Uh, Married to the Game. Awesome. Okay. So when did you yeah. shoot that? That was last season. We did okay. it. Mm-hmm. That's so great. It was actually really fun. I was super a- apprehensive at first. I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want people. And Dustin's super private. So he yeah. was kind of like, I don't know if I want you to do it. So I, I was like, okay, I'll see how it goes. And it ended up being so fun. And they were really, they were really great with how they shot it and edited it and everything else. So yeah, it turned out great. Awesome. Yeah. It was so fun. It was it, a good experience. So did they, um, and it's called Married to the Game, you said? Yeah, it's on CBC. On it's CBC. actually going to be put onto Amazon, I believe, soon because you could only watch it in Canada for a while. So. Yeah. Um, but it's on CBC Gem. Yeah. Okay. And is it a series yeah. or a one show? Like no, one- oh, it was just a one hour kind of thing. But um, it's funny because a lot of people have been asking us to do more. So we'll see what happens. So fun. That it's fun. Like and honestly, fun. it gave me something to do just for me and like not Dustin or the kids for a few months. Oh, so. Yeah. Exactly. That's how, we felt about, that's how we felt about Hockey Wives. Like it was just kind of like right. a good time where we didn't have anything. And honestly, like it kind of gave me a little bit more confidence just in my life in general, just having right. something again, like, like something that's focused perfect. on you and not not just the guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just kind of we were the the same, just as you said, like apprehensive about getting involved in something like that. And the guys, because you really are putting yourself out there. They live such a public life as it is. Right. So that's the one thing that you can protect. But, um, when it's done in a good way and you feel that you were well represented and, uh, then it's good, but it's freaking a little bit stressful. Right. You, I, I was scared at first because I was like, what if they edit this to make me sound stupid or you know just kind of like but no they they were great the producers were great so it ended up being ended up being a fun little project to do yeah so they originally said you know we kind of like Winnipeg is kind of off the radar you know like not a lot of people care about what we're doing in Winnipeg so he was like I think this would be a great opportunity to kind of like have people understand what you guys do outside of the guys like yeah you're all moms and you all live in Winnipeg and there's not a ton to do. So he was like, I think this would actually be a great idea to focus on you guys playing hockey and just doing your rec league, like your own thing. And it ended up, so the focus ended up being more on us playing hockey and less on what else we do kind of thing. But it actually worked out great. It was hilarious. And it was the year we won the championship. I was going to say, did they capture that championship? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like the after school special. Yeah, totally. Did you guys pop bottles in like the change room after? Oh yeah. We were chugging champagne in there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if this was allowed, but we like to have a few drinks before the games. Why not? I mean, it had to come from somewhere. If yeah. it's allowed. We had to open a wine bottle with a, uh, what did we use? Oh, a key the one time because no one had a corkscrew. Serious. I don't know if I know how to do that. Huh. Yeah, no, Jenny Pro actually did it. She was quite talented. 
Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna need to meet her too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is funny. Because- online tutorial with her. <laughs> right? How, how to open wine bottles without a corkscrew. <laughs> we, um, this is funny that because we were chatting with um, Angela Price and Julie Petrie, and they play, the Habs girls have a hockey team too called oh, the Habs. Oh, they Yes. Oh yeah, I heard of that. Yes. So cute. But they actually said that they had they knew that there were other girls and you know that other NHL teams had their yeah. own teams. So we were like, listen, you guys gotta throw a tournament together. Get these no, NHL that's what wives we said. How like, would that freaking be? have to do it. It'd be yes. an awesome like charity event. Yeah, that would be amazing. It would be so fun. Even oh if it God, were just like, so fun. Can you imagine, even if it's just like a tournament in one city, like pick a city and you just throw one tournament and all the girls come in there and then it's like this. <laughs> that would be actually so fun. It's one weekend. Just get it's everyone like together. together. Yeah, it'd be a yeah. Okay, I want to come and cheer. Yes. We should, we yes. should have refs of other, other girls refing. A hundred percent. Except for not me because I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Everyone would be like, oh, what? Or get some like alumni girls. We played um, one of my good friends too in the hockey world. Emily Cole was played. Um, she was a defenseman in in uh, college. Awesome hockey player, and uh, she'd be fun. Like, just get some of those alumni girls that have now like that would be hilarious. Get them in there to ref or yeah. coach. Maybe coach. They could. Oh, coach. we need a coach. Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. I'm glad you did that. I mean, I Kodak, can you skate? I can skate. I cannot stop. Jason that was me. Like, yeah, he that was like when me. I practice. He's like, stop practicing, stopping. I'm like, I got to get this. <laughs> I, I can, I think I can, in my mind, I am, I'm really fucking good, but yeah. I'm really not. Like, yeah, I, I don't I want Jason have... to listen to this. Like, if he's like, <laughs> you said on the podcast that you can skate, you're just like lying to everyone. <laughs> I'm like, I think I can skate. It might not be pretty, but I can get. I know. I, I thought I was way better too until our um, instructor recorded Brit and I one day <laughs> and I watched it back and I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I can't play. I can't play these games if I look like that. I'm so slow and I thought I was going so fast. <laughs> and then yeah, did you understand Dustin's statement after that of not to yes. remember? Yes, yeah. 100%. There was actually one time that he came, it was the second or third game. He doesn't, he doesn't watch anymore, but when he used to watch sometimes, he came into, we had a knock on the locker room door and I was like, what is, and he comes in and ties my skates in front of everybody. And I said, I don't need you to tie my skates. And he was like, yeah, you, your ankles are real weak. And I was like, okay. He's like, oh. But isn't that funny though? Like, and they like, know, like I'll send Jason videos of our youngest playing hockey when Jason's out of town. And then he'll be like, you need to learn how to tie skates. I'm like, how can you tell from that video? Like, I right. Don't. No, they know. Yeah. They know. They know. I, can, I can tie a skate. I can tie a good skate. Another have, lesson from Emily. I've, I've gotten better now that I had to tie my own. So. I can't. I have delicate hands. They're just not tying. Well, for a while, feet. I had these big old nails on. And then every time I played hockey, I'd break like three or four of them. Oh. And I couldn't tie my own skates. So I was like, what am I thinking? <laughs> I, think I think I would just be afraid of injury. Like at this point, if I were to get out there and try and actually play in a game because I'm really competitive and I don't yeah. like when I'm not good. Yeah. And yeah. No, and that's how when you're competitive, yes, you of us did get hurt a couple times. Oh, that, that happened to me when I was playing. I was learning how to play sledge hockey last winter, and I was, like, competitive. And me and this one guy crashed, and then he went to go pick up his uh, sledge hockey stick, oh, yeah. and he accidentally dragged oh, no. it across my foot, and I had to get stitches, like, oh. right at, like, the point, like, where your foot flexes, like, right by the ankle. Oh, like, I'm lucky God. I didn't lose, like, a tendon, but they're, like, who – gets injured in a demo those are weapons they are fucking weapons <laughs> whatever it is perfect <laughs> so are you teaching like you you told us too that you like to you've got a lot of other hobbies you like to cook and knit and draw I feel like you've got all this you've got everything that you need to be quarantined right now honestly I am such a hermit and I think it's because of how I grew up yeah. So I'm the one that will have plans and then I'll be like, you know what guys, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm just going to stay home and my friends force me to go out. Yeah. Oh, so you I, can't be the I sellout. Am, I am fine with this little yeah. quarantine. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I, I actually have been knitting the kids, these little stuffed animals. Oh my God, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We bake bread almost daily because I eat so much. And then kind of just, I mean, I think it's just from growing up how I did because that's what we did. We didn't have any other kids that we grew up with. 
And we spent most of our time like learning from our parents. So I'm good. And do you guys have like a home gym in there? Like, do you, how do you guys? We don't here, but I just have my little yoga mat and weights and ankle weights and stuff. And I've been doing, um, my friend, she's doing, uh, Instagram live, live videos every morning. So I do that in the morning, the fit tool. It's real good. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Were you, um, teaching your kids these things before, like knitting and were you baking with them or was life too busy? Yeah, I've been. Now, well, Kira, she's the oldest, so I've been teaching her to kind of cook and bake. She's more interested in it now. But the boys are actually the funniest because they want to help me all the time. They want to knead the bread and do everything and put all the ingredients in. So it's fun. I feel like it's a little home act. Yeah. Yeah. Action. Awesome. And often Mm -hmm. I feel like we're so busy that I think that's the thing that I feel people are taking away from this situation as it is, is that you, life is so busy. You're just busy running around and doing all these things, but oh, yeah. the quality time is um, hard to find. So this is, we're all getting a full blast of it right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I agree. Totally. I actually love being with the kids this much. So I'm starting we'll to see how we come out of it. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I'm kind of mom shaming myself though, because I'm watching everyone on Instagram baking and doing all this shit and I'm not doing any of it. Like, no. I feel like I'm like the worst mom on the planet. I'm not a baker, but I'm like, I'm a cleaner and I've been like, yeah shit out of our house and oh how right you can clean out all your closets and storage rooms and like yeah I've been doing that too just decluttering yeah in my mind I'm doing that I've got a vivid imagination in your mind right now in my mind I'm doing a lot of things (laughs) well you know I'm not like a baker I've tried to do like a few baking things and I was like that's good let's just not be crazy let's not get weird I mean I just I we I couldn't find bread at the grocery store so I was like hey I'll start baking it, and now the kids refuse to eat store-bought. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so, here we go. When we well, get I, back to normal life, I don't know if you'll be getting daily bread. Yeah. I'm afraid Probably to – I would actually be afraid to know how to bake the bread because I would eat it all the time, and I'd be mad. I wouldn't be able to no, leave homemade my homemade bread house. is so much better, oh, and that's the thing. So Every, it, right? Oh, yeah, I've been trying to avoid it, too, but and it well, I think I'm going to so gain good. a few pounds. So what about music? You, you sing and play the guitar? Yeah. So growing up, my parents both um, sing and play. So they, that was kind of one of our, our things that we did was play the guitar and sing. Okay. I have and a then we'd have like these little bands and we played spoons and oh my <laughs> the God, guitar, like it. actual, actual hillbillies, I'm telling you. But it was, no, I, I think it's great that we learned how to do that. Kira doesn't yeah. want to learn how to play the guitar. I'm trying to get her to, Baker. but she's not interested. I know. I'm, I'm trying to force her to, but. We'll see. Go get your guitar and play a song for us. No. <laughs> I don't know you well, but I knew that was going to be your response. I could no, no. Can you I imagine? Know, I actually haven't been playing it, surprisingly, in all this quarantine time. I've been too busy baking and cooking and cleaning. Yeah. I mean, I you can only do so much yeah. when you're super. And homeschooling. Yeah. But I feel like the days are going by so fast. Like, no, they are. are. I agree. Like I get up and like, I get a bunch of stuff done and then all of a sudden it's happy hour and I'm like, all right, dinner too. Like, and I feel like today might be my day that I have to have a glass of wine. I don't know if I can make it to the weekend. Now that I hit the week mark, I was like, oh yeah, I think good enough. Right. I think seven days is pretty solid. We're going, this is like seven and a half days now. Yeah. I did all of January. I did not. I kept saying with my girlfriends, oh, we'll do dry this month or dry this month or we'll take a break after the, and then we, no. Yeah, I could. Winnipeg, there there's not a lot on. to do here, so we like to drink wine. That's fine. It's our hobby. I also love. I love. <laughs> I love. I love wine too. It's a great yeah. hobby. Yeah. Um, and is. so, question: When? How much more time do you guys have left in Winnipeg? So there was um, some drama this year with Dustin. We were supposed to be here for another two years. Um, but he decided that he just, he couldn't do it anymore, his ankle. And so he actually didn't play this year. He got ankle surgery. Okay. And so everything's kind of up in the air now. I think he'll probably be done and just retire after this. He would have one year left on his contract. So I'm kind of planning on just packing this house up in June. Like hopefully whenever our house is done renovations and just kind of packing up and going down there so yeah but everything has been so unknown it's been a really stressful season for us so I think more for me almost I didn't handle it well so it's just been it's just a huge life change I haven't known anything other than being a hockey girlfriend or Mm -hmm. wife for like going on 20 years yeah so it's yeah it It is definitely an adjustment 
Yeah. Well, and it, and if it's a, how's he doing then? Like, not him, but I mean that's a difficult decision to kind of come into too when you're. It not was. Really it was sure. definitely like, the hardest decision he has made in his life. Like it was. Mm-hmm. We both. It was tough. And yeah. I. It kind of. He kind of blindsided me with it too because I don't think he even knew mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. Right. So. Yeah. He. I was mad because I was blindsided and he didn't talk to me first about it kind of thing. But anyone that knows Dustin knows that that is how he handles his business. So I wasn't surprised. I was mad, but we're getting yeah. through it. Um, yeah, it's just been a, it's been a crazy year. I think I'm getting used to him being around me all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, um, I'm with you like Ray's first year of retirement. I knew it was coming like at least for him. Like, yeah. He knew that was his last year that he was playing. He kept saying, this is the farewell tour. I knew it was coming, but, um, it really was a, it was a huge life, life adjustment for yeah. me, which I didn't really expect. Cause I was really worried about how he was going to be mentally going into right. this, like after playing for your entire life, not just, I mean, 20 years. Pro, well, that's the thing. They've played for their whole life. Every, yeah. yeah. But then that was a huge part of my life too. And not to sound selfish or anything, but this, like, it was my social circle and it was my, mm-hmm. like my support system and just. I don't know, so much a part of our daily lives and our married life too. So it, it was, yeah. it was a different transition mm-hmm. and not as easy. I know. I know. I think that's what I struggled. Knows. Yeah. I struggled with knowing like, well, I go to hockey games to see, see my girlfriends and we get dressed up and I have somewhere to go and something to do. And it's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's your so night out. It is just like, yeah, to hang yeah. out with your friends and we're, we're all really close here like our girl circle because there is not a lot to do. So everything we do is together. Mm -hmm. So even though he wasn't playing this year, I still went to all, (laughs) all the girlfriend things and I didn't go to the games because it was kind of awkward for me, but yeah. um, Yeah. I still hung out with, with the group of girls, which actually kind of helped me stay sane, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think now thinking of leaving Winnipeg, because we've been here for so many years with the same group of people, like it's sad to think I may not be coming back here. You know, it's the same as if you were to get traded or something, but I think I just had it set in my mind that we'd be here for another, another year after this and kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, and and it's so hard to go out like this, just kind of just drop off. Right. And I think it was so stressful because, you know, obviously the media loves to bring anything negative into it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's always the fans that, that, it's just speculation constantly. Right. And we didn't say anything about it because we really didn't even know what was happening. Dustin kind of just, he did his thing and we were like, hey, we'll just see how it plays out. And I think me being on social media was eating away at me. Like I found it funny at first and then I was like, okay, you know, it's like you want to be like, no, this is what's happening and you don't really know what's going on. And I mm-hmm. just, it, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a bad, it was a bad year for well, me. It's, but it's I think now like, I'm kind of like, you take it a little lighter. Like, yeah, there's always going to be those people that want it to be negative. Like there was rumors mm-hmm. that he slept with our nanny and I was leaving him. So that's why he quit hockey. And like, it's hilarious. That's why I was like, what can people come up with? Yeah. Like, Ooh, you know, let's come up with something better. Wait, let's, let's no, and that's what I, said. I was like, topic. I should just go on Twitter and be like, Hey guys, this is what happened. And just, yeah, and just yeah. see, just make You're up like, this stupid fucking story that people yeah. are going to be like, Oh my God. You're like, right. is it A, B or C? And yeah, I just, just this. give them something to talk about for a couple months. Totally. Like I kind of watched Jason go through that where it just wasn't good for him. Like mentally anymore. It's so, yeah. it, it's so hard on them sometimes. Like there's some guys who want to play till they're like, 45 and yeah. great like have at her but like and Jason that's the thing I think with Dustin if, if he's not playing to the best that he can play and he's frustrated after games because he's no he knows he's not playing well mm-hmm. then he would rather just not play right he doesn't want to do that to the team he hates listening to the media talk shit about him or like mm-hmm. how fat he is it's been like you know it's been like that his whole yeah. career like it's just kind of like so I think honestly he he kind of just had like a mental I don't know he just came home from the rink one day and would just was freaking out and I was like oh my god what is happening I honestly think it was just like a mix of his injuries yeah. and just not just mentally not being able to be there anymore 
So I feel for him on the like Jason always got those comments. Like coaches were always like, you need to like lose weight. Like Justin's always been a big guy. He'll never be skinny. That's not how it and that's not how his body. Yeah. But it's just like the the years of speculation on oh, how much is he gonna come into training camp this year? How much is he gonna weigh? Like these people don't think that's gonna affect you. You know, he's more than just the hockey player coming to Frank. And yeah, yeah, every year he he did play great and he he played his hardest, you know? It's just it's those negative like but oh, it, I mean hard. That's, that's expected with hockey. But, but it's such right, a mental it's like yeah. It's true. Yeah, and, and then I he, think that's why I struggled too. Like mentally I felt like I was strong with that stuff because you deal with it so much and you hear negative things about you and your husband mm-hmm. and your family and whatever else. So I was like, "Oh, I'm good." But then when this stuff happened and he he said he was quitting, I kind of I think I, I just, like, I couldn't deal with it. I was like, oh my God, I think I was reading the media too much and like the comments mm-hmm. on Twitter or the comments on my Instagram. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know what? I, I stopped, I stopped going on Instagram for a while. And then I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I don't like fuck these people that want to yeah. try to make me feel bad. I'm just going to go on with my days. Like, yeah. what else am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Good for you. And it's honestly one of those things where we could have made up a million stories. You could have made up a million stories. Someone was always going to have something shitty to say. Well, There's always a few. Like, no, it doesn't matter what. Yeah. And even in the end, like if he retires now or what happens, there's still going to be negativity. And, but I mean, a, a lot, like most people in Winnipeg have been super supportive, which is great. Yeah. But like, even with the kids, right? Like Kira was getting bullied at school because uh, these kids are saying that her dad is quitting hockey because he drove drunk or what. And I was like, it's like people going on the internet because he had one boating thing where he got pulled over and he never even got charged. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, mom, did dad get pulled over for driving a boat trunk? And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, right. I was yeah. like, it affects the whole family. Like just, yeah. oh. I know. And that's what gets forgotten. The human aspect of what these, Mm -hmm. that these guys are men and humans and their dads and their husbands and sons. Well, that's the thing. He's not just a big giant hockey player that goes and hits people at the rink. Like he has a life outside of that, you know, like it's just like, people forget. And you know, it's great. Like, it's good that you, you said like, there's been so many supportive people in Winnipeg. There's been so many supportive people in Winnipeg. That's awesome. And those are the ones you want to listen to. The comments I get are, you know, we'll stand behind you guys no matter what his decision is. We'll always love buff, like kind of thing, yeah. you know, like that's the majority. But then of course there's like that one asshole person that kind of just sours it because I'm like, I actually got into my first ever Twitter, Twitter war. After a while, I usually do not respond to the trolls. I ignore yeah. them and laugh about it, whatever. But this guy was such a douche that I was like, I can't sit here. Even Katarina Jokinen got in on it. Like oh, it was yeah. <laughs> Oh, you gotta love Katarina. Yeah. Oh, I want her on my, as my wingman too. I'd be like, Stay here. hilarious. I think the one she went on there, she's like, Are you yoking in me? Like her, her saying. <laughs> the guy's like, What? <laughs> I love it. She's love like, her. I've got your back. I'll go to battle with you. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, no, I, can't, I love yeah. the cats in this because here we go. Yeah. It's just it's hard. hard though. Yeah. Like, and like you said, it's already an adjustment for you guys as is. And then you, yeah. Really and I think mentally these- I was struggling, like, knowing if he wasn't going to play hockey, like, oh my God, I have to apply to school with Kira. And what am I going to do? Yeah. I don't really know that many people in Minnesota. Like, who, I mean, we know some of the guys there, but it's not like I'm super close with them. Right. And I know I'm going to make friends and whatever. And for a while I was like, I think I'm being dramatic, but I think I, I actually was panicking about it. And I just like mentally broke down. Yeah. yeah. But like you, it's all you've known in your adult life is this actually. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing too, there's something to be said for when you get traded to a team. Yes. That's gives you anxiety, get a little nervous, but at least, you know, you have a team pod to go oh, right. to. And right. now this is, kind of a different situation like, he's not okay, gonna be playing. what are we gonna do if he's not playing hockey like, yeah so luckily he fishes and hunts a lot so that'll get yeah. him out of the house but just but, and you know what if this is the point that you're that you're at in your life too you have to um you'll be in a place too i'm sure minnesota has an awesome alumni and it doesn't have to necessarily and most of yeah. the places you don't have to be an alumni of that team necessarily mm-hmm. to just be involved NHL, so, yeah. which is pretty great they're getting yeah. so much better at it too and then yeah your kids are active too so then that will be a different circle for well you. that's the thing they're all going to be in school and so yeah, yeah. i'm actually you know really good like, friends I, with my neighbor there i just i feel like it'll be i it's like the unknown that i don't yeah. like i'm a planner yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so now i feel like i mean you got to do what you got to do right there's yeah. there's really no other choice so well but and I there's like, just an adjustment period sorry Koda. Yeah. like just no, an adjustment okay. yeah 
Totally. And like, you'll find for, and, but you know what, like there's no support, like kind of like what we're used to, what we're saying is like the hockey support. And when Jason got traded to Chicago, I came home to Calgary and we've never played for the flames ever, but they took us in. Like the girls took me in, like I was one of the flames and then other girls retire and live here. And so you just kind of have your own little community of hockey people. And I feel like you'll find that in Minnesota too, because you know, no one like, and I have my, other friends I have my school friends my neighbor friends and everything but no one gets what we've been through like hockey right exactly but they'll yeah. take like you know like you'll find a group there and it'll be good when you need that support like that group's there yeah I know I think that was my concern too because I am so close with a few of the girls here right. so and, but, and then but then they both were like well you realize that we're still going to be friends right <laughs> yeah. we can visit and like facetime yeah. and everything like in my mind I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to talk to him again. I know. Oh, the drama. But no, yeah, I think you just have to put it into perspective and kind of yeah. go with the flow, I guess. Yeah, you do. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Right. I, get a, I get a little pit in my stomach for you because I, the feelings yeah, are different. Yeah, and I'm the type like, of person I that I don't like to show emotion and I don't mm. like to be dramatic about stuff. I'm usually very straightforward to the point. And I was like an actual fucking mess. And so I was no. like, I could talk to people without crying. And like, I was like, yeah. I, talk to our team psychologist like I I literally was like I need some sort of like mental break yeah so no it ended up being fine I'm totally normal now but we're, <laughs> we're good believe me I'm normal it's good it's good all the In wine though yeah the wine help yeah well and again it's just one of those walks you got to take you don't know how yeah. how you're going to react and that's how you reacted and then you just have to Right, exactly. You get yourself. Yeah. And I did it. not think I would have reacted like that, but I guess yeah. you never know. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I, I think it's good to talk about stuff like that too, because I really think that um, even as girls, like I, once we went through it, I was a little better at reaching out to my friends that were um, yeah. retiring or announcing it in that next year because it's a different emotion, you know? And yeah. um, it's good to check in on your friends. So now you're yeah. going to be, you'll probably have this new appreciation too. Well, you'll be maybe checking in a little bit. And I even would say to Ray, I'm like, I think you need to check in on so-and-so. You know, right. you kind of hear things and it's the best way to do it is to talk about it with the friends that have kind of gone through it before or walked the walk before. And it's kind of. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't think there's any way to prepare for it emotionally. No. Cause you don't know what it, you don't yeah. actually know what it feels like. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like you said, you like to be in control of things. I'm the yeah. same. And like, even when, even if you, even if you sign in a new city, I kind of always had to go to the city and then you, you kind of want to throw yourself into like your life and wish that you were six months ahead of where you're at. Yes. You know, Well, thank God we have our house in Minnesota though, because otherwise That's, I yeah. don't, I think I would be chugging out of a vodka bottle right now yeah. while we're talking. <laughs> I wouldn't be on my week break from drinking. <laughs> exactly. That's wow. something like good to look forward to though, right? Is your house and yeah, and I'm excited we're getting the kitchen and the master um, yeah. redone. So, I mean, it's something to look forward to, right? Kind yeah. of a distraction. Yeah. yeah. A little change. Your kids will keep yeah. things lively and fresh. And Oh, yeah. The two boys <laughs> are always keeping me on my toes. Uh, uh, well, we thank you so much for just being willing to come and chat with us and being vulnerable. That's like a lot mm -hmm. of sharing. And um, I think it's great. I'm I'm happy that we got to chat. and that everyone will get to know you a little better. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I feel like yeah. it's nice to talk about it and kind of have people yeah. understand it a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No one, no one sees how hard it actually can be. And so right. again, like Bridge said, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing what you guys go through and yeah, we love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me guys. Yeah. yeah enjoy your, your rest Some of your time on Instagram too. So no, is yeah. Public? Is yours public? Okay. I have a public one. Yeah. Okay. Right. So people can follow you guys on there. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, well, we wish you, you all the best. I can't wait. I hope that I get to watch um, Married to the Game. I got to check it out. Yes. So you got to check it I'll out. Watch, I'll just, we'll share your, whatever you post, we'll share it so that um, we can help spread the word too. I love yeah. it. Awesome. All right. Thank okay. you. Take care. Okay, thank Our you. Our love to your family. All right. Be safe. Okay. Bye. Mm -hmm. You too. So we figured we'd reach out to you again because you guys had some big news last week. It was crazy that we had just finished our conversations two days prior and then this breaking um, news of your mutual agreement quote. Yes. Well, it's funny too because when we did the first um, 
recording, I, I didn't know when, when this was going to happen. So right after I was like, Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why at first I was kind of like, Oh, well, I don't know what's going on. Cause I really didn't know we were still kind of in the works with our agents. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a relief now that it's just out in the open. Yeah. I was going to ask but, where you are mentally with that, because I feel like it would be, you're just kind of wondering it's so uncertain I mean, and you want to know what's happening. Yeah. I think the last, I think since it happened, what was it? September. I kind of have been living in like the gray zone, not really knowing what's going on. Like I assumed he was done, but I, I honestly, it was so unknown. I think that was where my anxiety came from. Yeah. So I think now it seems a little, I I'm still anxious, but I feel like at least it's out in the open and everyone knows and they can stop asking me questions. And, you know, it's just kind of, yeah. it's definitely a relief. Yeah. Totally. But reading, uh, like reading the article, Bridge and Air going over it and it just like, it just gave me chills. Like I know such a great long career and just to be done there, not forever, obviously, but if he doesn't want to be, but. Well, right. And that's the thing too. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, I feel like I hate not knowing I'm a planner mm -hmm. and I need to know these things. I mean, who knows what we're going to do, but for now, I guess we'll just be heading to Minnesota and then figuring it out from there. But yeah, it was definitely not the way I thought he would end his career. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I struggled with that too, but he has had such a great career. I mean, I guess you can never predict the future. So no, of course. But like you said, yeah. like you're, you kind of want to, you kind of, I don't know, you want to know what's happening and you carried a lot of that anxiety around with you all year, just the unknown. So the fact that now it's out there, maybe, do you feel like you can take a bit of a deep breath? Yes, definitely. The day it came out though, my, our, uh, his agent texted me and let me know. So I was kind of, I was like, Oh God, cause you, who knows how people yeah, are going to react. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, most, most of the reactions though were super positive. I mean, obviously people are bummed that he's finished in Winnipeg, Yeah. but I mean, I think everyone kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And then I thought your post was really beautiful too on social media. Well, I think day. I needed to get it out because I had, to, I hadn't been able to say anything for so long. Not, and honestly, I didn't know what was going on. So I think I was like, I just wanted to have a voice finally, like all the rumors and people speculating and just like the, I mean, which they still are because you know, of that's just what they do. But I just, yeah, I had to get it out. I, I, I waited for them to release the, the press, the news press or press release. And then I was like, okay. And I just hopped you're on like, Instagram. Like, now it's it. my turn. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good though. And like you said, like you said, it gives you a voice and you want to be thank so thank like you are so thankful for the city and you want to like show that and show it for the fans and they've been good to you well, guys. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of why I wanted to do it because obviously Dustin going out in this manner doesn't look great. I don't think anyway, you know, like I feel like it could have went better. Um, so I just, I definitely wanted people to know that it's nothing to do with the team or Winnipeg really. It's just kind of how it happened with him. So I you know and not take it personal. It yeah. Is, it is hockey. So yeah. It is. But then, like you said, the personal part of it is what makes it so difficult. And it wasn't an easy decision for him to make. Right. Sure. Oh, yeah. That was definitely the hardest decision he's made in his life. So yeah. he obviously struggled with it, too. And I think for him, too, it's a relief now that it's, it's just kind of finalized. Yeah. So, yeah. And then do you feel, too, like you have a bit of a, a, of a clean slate right now? You don't know what your future holds. You guys are unrestricted free agents. If I mean, if the opportunity yes. arises, so if like he, it's, that's, now we're on a different does, plane. Right. And I mean, that kind of <laughs> causes me a little anxiety too with the kids and school. And so I'm just kind of going day by day now. We'll, we'll go to Minneapolis and kind of do our thing there and see what he's going to, he's going to do. I mean, yeah. It is his decision if he's going to play again or not. And I would love to know, but <laughs> you know, does, yeah. play the waiting game. Does That's he fair. talk to you much or like his agent? Like who's a sounding board? Like how does he? Definitely feel? me. He's a very to himself person. He doesn't talk to many people. Um, he's just, he doesn't like everyone knowing his business kind of thing. So he, he talks to his agent, um, his stepdad a lot. And to me, so it, I mean, it's kind of just, it's just how he is. And that's why I'm always living in the unknown because he doesn't really um, express his feelings or kind of his plans. I don't think he even knows what his plans are. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just kind of, it's just kind of go with the flow type of thing. 
Well, and that's probably why you're carrying so much because you're, you're trying to shoulder a lot of it for him. And I'm sure you'd love to just solve it and be like, here you go. This is how it's going to happen. But that, yeah, I'm definitely that type of person. So it's just, yeah, it's been yeah. a lot to deal with. Yeah. Well, I hope that with you too, that you can, I don't know, like I've said it a couple of times, but take a deep breath and know that now it's out there. It's not on your shoulders, not that it ever was, but then to focus on the positive people in your life and the positive comments that you're getting on social media. Again, your post was so beautiful, just being so gracious and um, loving towards the city of Winnipeg and their fans. Your community yeah. And there. I definitely, I mean, I love that we were here for eight years and got to raise the kids for this amount of time here. I love like the small community kind of thing and being in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been a great eight years. So definitely appreciate it. Well, good. I hope that's something that you can focus on. And then again, like, I don't know, I just was literally having, just because of this world that we're living in right now with the virus and our lives shutting down, just had this conversation with my daughter this morning about things that we can control and things that we can't control. You know, right. you really can only control your own self. Like you can't control um, his state of, you know, like if he's physic- physically injured or if he's mentally injured, you you can't control right. that. That's nothing that you... You want to, we all want to, right. our loved yeah. ones feel the best that they can, but. Right. I know. Yeah. I need to, that's, I, I mean, that's a whole different story because I'm a control freak. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's why I had such a issue with this, you know, like I just wanted to be like, no, we're doing it this way. But obviously that wasn't my choice. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, I, I always think like, wonder too. Yeah. Because the guys can like internalize things so much. So I wonder like how he's, he's deals and like copes with it and stuff like cause I, I mean I used to always tell Jason I'm like talk to your agent like I don't get it like I don't know what you're I know through. and like, that's the thing I think I definitely took it more personally and less business like you know what I mean like yeah, he was definitely like this is my job it's my choice not yours kind of thing and I was like no I get that but it still affects me and I think that's where we struggled with it and I was yeah. just like oh but I mean we've come to terms with it everything's much better and I feel like now like you said I can just kind of breathe and yeah be relieved that it's just out in the open so it's kind of it's it's definitely a relief good not necessarily like a tabooed subject anymore which I'm sure you kind of carried well right and I think that's what also like people were just so curious as to what was going on and I mean I don't think they'll ever fully know you know especially Dustin's not gonna speak to the media or talk about it it's just not how he is so yeah I mean just gotta I guess that it just is what it is at this point I find it's one of those things too, where every, everyone wants to, because they all want to come to terms with it, even though it has yeah. nothing to do with their own personal lives. You know, like right. and if you can throw a label on something, you feel like, okay, if I just can throw a label on it, then I'll understand. But right. there, there isn't one to throw on it, you know? So I know there's not a lot of closure for them one, to but... understand. It's not for them. Well, to and understand. that's the thing in, in the end. And I said this to Dustin and to our close, like our family and friends, in the end, it's his decision. It was his career. I get yeah. that that job is a very public, out there job. Like you're always yeah. in the public, but I mean, it's what he needed to do for himself. And if yeah. it went down like this, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. it just sucks when everything's so public and the media just oh gosh, goes crazy <laughs> with this stuff. So you know, I mean, it was expected, but it still still sucks to have to deal with it. I so. secretly love that he's been so quiet. Like, I don't well, know. That's just how like, he is. And it's yeah. funny, like a couple, a couple of the Winnipeg media guys, you know, they're, I, I talked to them, they're really nice. And they're like, you know, Dustin's just really misunderstood by the media because he can come off as being like arrogant or cocky or kind of like fuck you attitude. But really he just doesn't want to talk to the media. He doesn't want <laughs> people to know. So right. it's like, well, they expect him kind of, they expect it, right? Because, because, because of the style of figure. play. Well, and because yes. of the style of play that he is. Well, and that's the thing. And I get it from a lot of people that have never met Dustin before that when they meet him, they're like, oh my God, he's so different than what we expected him to be like. Yeah. You know, they think he's going to be like that asshole, arrogant, whatever kind of yeah. guy. But he is just like the nicest down to earth, like teddy bear person. So it's just, I think it's an eye opener for people. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I feel like most enforcers are like those physical guys like that in the game that I've met for like my entire life. Even the 15 year old boys that I knew, oh, yeah. you know, that played in my town were like that. Like yeah. they, yeah. like the sweetest ones were the biggest, strongest, I know, it's so biggest funny. hitters. 
I mean, that. he does have a bad temper, so that probably um, <laughs> it probably helps him out on the ice. Well, exactly. You, <laughs> have, that you need an good. outlet. Yeah. You need a legal, yeah, exactly. a legal exactly. outlet. I'd always say that. Go take it out on hockey, not me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, well, well, is there anything? Play. Is there anything that you would love to? leave us with here i know we, we brought you back because we thought it was um definitely worthwhile for you to get a chance to say something else yeah i mean i feel like i got i pretty much got it all out i just um like i said like the relief for me like people knowing now that you know it wasn't dustin being like oh fuck off i'm gonna fuck the team over kind of thing like it was like something he had to deal with mm -hmm. And it was from like his, his physical injury. Like, yes, he couldn't handle it. It was just, it was just all so much shit at once. And I feel like for him to deal with it and for me it was hard. And I, I get why people in Winnipeg were speculating and everything else. But I mean, now it's kind of like, hopefully people can just calm down and kind of just take it as it is. So yeah. And I would also love to know what we're doing, but I do not. So I, <laughs> I think the most messages I've been getting are like, where are you guys going? Is he playing in Montreal? Is he playing yeah, in Toronto? Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm not lying. I really don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't just, know what's going on. Yeah. But that just goes to show like the love and support and like how much people have cared about him over the years to be and so deeply say, yeah. concerned. Like yeah. it's oh, I've such had a, a lot positive, of people tell yeah. me they cried and they, like, it's just, honestly, I'm like, you know, it just makes you realize like how loved he is. Totally. Here. So exactly. I totally get the emotions behind all of it, but honestly, like the business part is just, you have to deal with it. Like, like a career yeah. or any other job and it it's shitty business. how it ended, but what do you, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really do anything well, about it at this point. So. Kodat, that's a good way to look at it too. Like you said, so many people are, they're concerned and they're reaching out and they want to know because they are concerned for his well-being and for yours and they don't want to see him not play anymore. Yeah. You know, well, they, right. they exactly. still want you out there. Yeah. So um, yeah. but again, that's yeah. a decision only, only he can come to. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, we're all just waiting. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> wish you guys, again, we wished you luck last time we parted and we still do. Um, we hope you're all well and healthy and uh, that's number one. Yeah, yeah we're one. doing good. So thank good. you. Yeah. Good. Well, right. thank you. Yeah. Thanks all for right. coming back. Take care. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Right. okay. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.